Racing Nation with James O'Shea. You are listening to Racing Nation. Racing in Victoria this weekend takes us to Pakenham. It is the Pakenham Cup meeting. Let's see if we can help you find a winner or two on the program. Joining me now, thanks to Hogan's Family Jewellers, he's from thepuntingbaron.com.au. He is the punting baron, Shane Matthews. How are you? Very good, James. How are you, mate? Yes, very well. Well, we're off to Pakenham as we continue yes. our trek around the countryside. Royal Pakenham uh, for their standalone. <clears throat> pardon me, uh, for their standalone Cup Day. Uh, yeah, look, it's not... <laughs> don't want to pour cold water on it, but it's probably not the most exciting of races. race meetings coming off the back of the spring when you open the form guide and go, oh, we're going to pack it. Uh, probably doesn't hold the ring that Flemington does, but uh, look, I mean, the good thing they've got, they're going to get some sensational weather. It's... Uh, looking a little bit like summer for once here in Melbourne. So we've got a uh, good track, uh, sunny day, warm conditions. Uh, and not to be completely honest, the meeting has held up quite well. Um, it isn't just isn't a track that we're overly familiar with. Uh, people probably are overly familiar with or bet at very often unless they love those Thursday night sessions at Pakenham. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, probably not one of my uh, favourite tracks. But, uh, no, look, it's a relatively strong meeting, uh, the Cup. Uh, looks to have drawn together a pretty good midfield with Milford on the backup from last week and a pretty strong support card. So, uh, yeah, still nine winners to be found and uh, we'll be looking to find some of them, no doubt. Oh, well, let's see if we can do that. Well, first of all, what's so track-wise good? Everything will be yeah, sweet in that regard. Yeah, yeah, look, this is probably a bit more of an easy track to read when there is a bit of rain because it can chop out pretty quickly and they can kind of get out towards the middle of the track. So it's a big, long, sweeping run in, which generally gives every horse their chance. Uh, typically, they start to get off the fence. Uh, a fair bit will depend on the irrigation and how much they water it. There has been very little rain in Melbourne probably for the last week now. Uh, so that's, that means that they probably are going to have to water the track. So just keep an eye on it. But I think early in the day, it wouldn't surprise me to see horses up on speed advantaged. Uh, with those dry conditions and providing the track stays dry and they haven't done too much watering, uh, I don't think that'll be too bad a spot to be, but obviously that big long straight does give horses their chance to make runs from the back of the field. So just keep an eye on the pattern, but expecting it'll play pretty fair uh, with those dry conditions. All right, well, let's have a look. Uh, we've picked out races 2, 6 and 8 to preview on the show this week. Full selections available via subscriptionpuntingbaron.com.au. We'll tell you how you can subscribe at the end of the segment. Let's have a look at these races. Let's start in the second. Unified services, fillies and mares. It's a benchmark 78, 1,200 metres the trip. Benchmark 78, as I mentioned there. 12 horses to go around before scratchings. Yeah, um, and again, there's a bit of a theme of the day. Pretty open race. Uh, look, horses... Gee, the form card doesn't read too well. She's 8047 at her last four runs, if you look at the form guide, but I think she's going a lot better than that, is number three, Adela Moore. Uh, I think we backed her first up at uh, Caulfield. She did nothing there. She then improved a little bit at Caulfield on Thousand Guineas Day, and then she was excellent at Flemington on Cup Day. She charged through the line there behind Larkspur Run, uh, and then just had no luck at Cranbourne. She just got into an awkward spot. Uh, couldn't really get clear running. Horses went around her. Horses in front of her tired, and she just, she went through the line quite well. But uh, by then the bird had flown. She's been getting back, which hasn't always been her pattern. I think the 
The key here is that she draws quite well, and it doesn't look a race that's blessed with a lot of speed. So I'm really hoping that Ollie can take advantage of that, and I think that's going to be a big key as to whether she can win or lose this race is how close he can be in the run. But if she can lob, you know, only one or two pairs back just off the speed, I think she lands in a pretty good spot uh, where she'll be able to be strong late back to the 1,200 metres. Uh, other than that, it's a really open race, and I think this looks quite winnable for her. So uh, you look at the top weight, my Yankee girl, we had a bit of luck with her last preparation. Uh, Adela Moore had a placing behind her last prep. Uh, there's a pretty significant weight turnaround here in Adela Moore's favour today, and obviously it was a bit of race fitness on side. So I think she can turn the tables. Uh, I think if she gets some even luck, she'll be hard to beat Adela Moore. A couple you can save on at double-figure odds. Uh, diamonds in the sky. Not a lot went right first up there behind Hypothetical in those horrendous conditions at uh, Ballarat. She kind of missed the start. She ended up back on the inside, got through the line okay. Tactics are going to be really interesting here because in her jump outs, it's looked to me like they've tried to be getting her to settle and ride her a little bit quiet. Gee, I hope they don't do that here because the lead looks up for grabs if Linda Meach wants it. And Linda Meach on a front runner, that's uh, what we like. And Diamonds in the Sky, another key with her is getting back on dry ground. I think you'll see her, her run a really improved race here second up, but do hope they adopt those positive tactics because I think that leads up for grabs early. Uh, but I think she'll give you a side around the $12 if that's the case. And watch runners number 12, no secrets. Uh, not really sure what to make of her. She's pretty soft in the early market. There hasn't been much support for her, but, gee, she, her last winning, last start winning New Zealand back in April was dynamite. she come from last. She circled the field, rounded them up, one ease down. So she looks to have a bit of talent. The Mike Maroney stable, well, they were going really well, and then I jumped on board on Wednesday at July. Jeez. None of them could lift their legs. <laughs> In fact, two of them are off the map, and I think they both pretty close to the last and first. So hopefully that was a temporary blip for the Maroney camp. But yeah, I'll be keeping an eye on her. She's come around the fifteen dollar mark. This isn't overly strong. Uh, there's any market support for her, I'd definitely be following her in. So pretty open race. Think Adela Moore's do a change of luck, and if she gets it, she's the one to beat. Uh, definitely saving on diamonds in the sky, and to a lesser extent, no secret. Let's take a look at race number six on the program, Schweppes David Burke Memorial Handicap. This one is over the 1,200 metres. One early scratching we can report, and that is the 11 Shaquero. Your thoughts here? Pretty uh, important early scratching, that one. I was I was all set to back Shaquero. I've been waiting for him to get back on a dry track and the engagement of Craig Williams. Uh, nice little jump out between runs, but it looks like he's going to Sydney. So that did change my thinking on this race a little bit, and... Gee, pretty much by default, ended up with a top weight corner pocket. Uh, gee, he's going to be hard to beat here. Uh, you go back through his form three starts ago, he's run third to Inspirational Girl and Zaki over the mile at Flemington in a blamey. Uh, his form all around, that's pretty impressive. Uh, this doesn't look overly strong, and even though he's first up, uh, perhaps off a little bit of a setback, given he only had the one run in September. I'm just every way I looked at the race, he just looked the winner. He has had a nice couple of nice recent jump outs, uh, the most recent in southwest Victoria, I think it was Cassidon. Uh, he looked to go pretty well there. Uh, there are a couple of other horses in that race who have come out and run well also. Uh, from gate one, he just lands on the speed. He loves dry ground. He loves 1,200 metres. He goes well fresh. Uh, and he finds a race where there doesn't look to be a lot of speed. So he should actually land 
pretty close to the speed. He'd probably end up just sitting behind the leader. And from there, as long as he finds some clear galloping room, he clearly looks the horse to beat. Uh, yeah, I, mean, I think he's, he's coming. I know he's coming for some support already, and he's around the 480, 450, 480 mark. But uh, that looks uh, pretty generous. I wouldn't be surprised if he shortened some more. He's a winner, and I think he'll be returning a winner here, number one, corner pocket. A couple you can potentially save on. Uh, number 15, Umgawa, is a good horse. We had some luck with him last preparation when he won a big odds at Flemington. He's jumped out quite well. Uh, they put some pressure on up front. Uh, or corner pocket finds some trouble from gate one. Uh, he'll be the one that's very strong late. Uh, I know there was a bit of a push for him from the um, from the Malua Racing Camp. I saw on Twitter that he's going quite well. So I wouldn't be surprised to see him run well fresh. The other watch runner, and again, his form's just awful. His ancestry, like he hasn't run well for donkey's years, but. I don't know why something nagged at me about this race. He's third up from a spell on his home track. He's unbeaten in two runs here on dry ground. He might. He looks like he'll come across and lead pretty easy. We know that you know when he's able to dominate races out in front, he can be pretty hard to run down. Uh, he's around the twenty-five to thirty-dollar mark. If the track is playing leaderish, uh, you could probably do worse than have a peanut on him. But it looks. A pretty good race for corner pocket. I think he's clearly the one to beat. You can save on Ngawa and to a lesser extent Ancestry. That's your that's your thoughts there to race number six. We can go down the page now. Race number eight is the Racing.com Vobus Gold Bullion. It's over 1,400 metres. Your thoughts here? Yeah, good race. Uh, probably one of the better races of the day here. We see Jimmy the Bear come back from Sydney uh, where he took on the Golden Eagle and performed quite well. Looks like Elvis was a dominant winner of this race last year. I think we had a nice little collect on him at double-figure odds when he won this race last year. We're not getting that this year. And Pal Oro is so impressive winning first up at Cranbourne. So I think the race revolves around those three. Look, I'm going to take the punt that he's been up a while, Jimmy the Bear, and while he continues to seemingly race really well, uh, gee, it's going to come to a head sooner or later, doesn't it? Surely he needs a break. Whereas the two other horses, looks like Elvis and Pel Oro, look like they might be real set-up type operations here. Uh, as I said, looks like Elvis was brilliant winning this race last um, last year. He's shown a liking for racing fresh. We saw him win at big odds in a winter championship heat last preparation when fresh. He's trialled up really nicely in Sydney. Uh, he looks uh, ready to rumble here. Craig Williams looks a key engagement. Hoping from gate three he'll be able to sit relatively handy to the speed. Uh, as the brakes come his way from that position, I think he might be able to make it back-to-back. Uh, so pretty keen, looks like Elvis. Uh, do want to save on Pal Oro. He may have just come back, a, back at a completely new level this campaign. I think the way the market is at the moment, he might be the one in particular for those listening early as we record on Thursday afternoon. He might be the one that's just that little bit of value in the market. You're getting around seven to eight dollars with a uh, with a with a few outlets there, and I just think the market might come for him a little bit. Uh, that win first up was dominant. Set outside the leader, uh, powered away in the straight, won very easily. Uh, wouldn't be surprised to see him go on from that. Uh, he just might have come back a good horse. His jump outs prior to that first up win were good. He's going to be in front of the other two in the run too, which could be. Uh, if the track is favouring those up on speed, could be a big advantage. So uh, definitely keen to have something on him around the $7 $8 mark. Uh, I couldn't really split them. 
Uh, looks like Elvis and Peldioro. So at the value, Peldioro, a good bet, but certainly uh, don't want to be losing on the race. It looks like Elvis can salute. So that's your thoughts there on the eight. So it looks like Elvis Peldioro, two and ten, ten or two, whichever way you want to play it. All right. So what's the best bet on the program? Uh, yeah, look, I think he's going to be pretty hard to beat in race six, number one, corner pocket. Uh, he's a winner. Uh, Lindsay Smith's stable can be sometimes a little hard to catch, but he's been in pretty good form, Uncle Lindsay, in recent times. He got one home for us at uh, Geelong on Wednesday and one at Warrnambool on Sunday. So me and Uncle Lindsay are getting along well, and let's <laughs> hope that continues with uh, race six, number one, corner pocket. So corner pocket is the best bet on the program. Well, the best got it last week for the Snowdens. They've got a great record in that race. They do, they do. I can't believe after all that time we're trying to find a Snowden winner. They'd actually won it only two years earlier. Gee, I'll tell you what, I was glad it won my whisper because it was a pretty grim old day at Caulfield on Saturday and uh, my whisper salvaged a little bit and we were able to carry that momentum into the ball on Sunday. We had a very big day at Warnable on Jericho Day, which was good. So uh, we clawed a bit back and, uh, yeah, again on Wednesday, uh, had a really bad start to the day, but got the last two winners to claw a bit back. So we've been riding the punting roller coaster over the last seven days. Uh, and then we, I think before, of course, we had a good day at Wodonga on Friday. So it's really been up and down, but hoping uh, that it's a bit more smooth sailing on Saturday at Pakenham and... Uh, we can just win all day. That'd be nice. <laughs> Let's hope that that is the case. Hopefully we can find the winners at least of two, six and eight. As I mentioned earlier, subscriptions available now as they always are if, if, if you're looking for um, a gift for someone who loves their racing and loves to have a flutter. A subscription to the Punting Baron might be the way to go. So subscriptions, they're open, they're available. They certainly are. 365 days a year. Exactly right. Uh, we're very festive at Punning Baron HQ, so we love this time of the year. Uh, so subscriptions to punningbaron.com.au start from just $6 a week, or if you want to sign up for the whole year, that's only $159.95, which works out to be around $3 a week. So very, very affordable. Uh, yeah, not a bad gift for someone who likes the punt. Uh, so you can go to punningbaron.com.au and check all that out. There's plenty happening Uh Night meeting at Mooney Valley for those listening early on Friday. We'll probably cover that on the SMS. Uh, obviously, the race is on Saturday, and there's a um, there's plenty of country cups over the summer months and good strong meetings. These, uh, particularly in Victoria, a lot of these country meetings and country tracks have you know they've copped it with the bad weather. Uh, I think we saw last week we started to get back onto these country tracks and some good some good tracks uh, and some good weather, and we had really good days that were Donga and Warrnambool. So hoping that can continue. Over the summer months, uh, we do like a country race meeting. So uh, yeah, go to puntingbaron.com.au and check all that out. That's the website, puntingbaron.com.au. Yep, become a baron today. Hopefully we can pay for it this weekend at Royal Pakenham. Hopefully a few winners to be had there. Shane, as always, thank you for joining us. And hopefully we've helped the punters find a few winners. No worries, James. Good luck, mate. Have a good weekend. Cheers. You're listening to Racing Nation with James O'Shea. 